Christ on all to fearless in devotion, the Wrexham AFC podcast sponsored by the Fat Boar Bar and Restaurant. Always go and visit them. Um, you may notice there's no Tim this week, so just me, Andy and Liam. And a special guest, we have Barry Jones, who is the chair of the Wrexham Supporters Trust and one of the co-founders of the London Reds. And we can see you wearing the t-shirt there, Barry. Yeah, certainly am. Superb. Thank you for joining us. Now, you're here to discuss um, some specific uh, things about the racecourse lease, which are being discussed between the trust at the moment and uh, the club. We will come to that later. Before that, though, we'll discuss the news of the week. Um, but, I mean, tell us, you were telling us just now about the London Reds and it's the original sort of exile supporters group. Is that right? We are indeed. We were formed shortly after the, the famous night at Northampton in 1993. Wrexham game promotion and me and uh, my very good friend Dave Jones we went up there on the train and after the match we were walking back to Northampton station with uh, my brother and he was going back to, to Birmingham and we thought everybody would go over the bridge for the Birmingham train and there were literally dozens of people standing on the platform up in ones and twos we thought all these people have, have come by themselves well why do we sort of, you know, get together. They come have a beer with us and they can be as miserable as us most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Barry, how, how hard was it to try and organise that group back then? Because obviously you didn't have email, you didn't have like Twitter or, or even WhatsApp. We didn't. Uh, the, the one advantage we had, the first away game was like a Brighton. So I'd done a number of flyers. And in the away end at Brighton, I just went round everybody just saying... Have you come from Have you come from London? And just give them give them a, a fly because I had an email address, but there was no um, there was nothing uh, in terms of of social media, and so we also got uh, mentions in 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 football programs, because in those days, if you buy yourself, you tend to buy a program to read it because you're bored. So uh, Lake Orient, Brentford, and Fulham put adverts in for us free of charge, just to say. You know, if you're down in London, join London Reds. And uh... Andy mentioned email there. It's a fantastic new technology. Um, if you uh, want to partake in it, you're welcome to email us in. Um, but you have to be on email these days, I find. Um, anyway, uh, the news this week. Uh, Liam, why don't you go first? I suppose the, the big news that took us all a bit by surprise was Rob and Ryan investing in Formula One. Yeah, quite, uh, quite astonishing, really, earlier this week. So the... I think the actual, in terms of the actual arrangements, so they are, Rob and Ryan are part of a consortium that have acquired a stake in the, I'm going to say Alpine Formula One team, but there's always nuances around these pronunciations. So it's part of 171 million Alpine. deal. It's Alpine. Al well, Alpine. I, 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 I don't, that sounds horrible. That sounds horrible. I'm not different. even, I'm just going to pretend it's, it's like some cereal and it's Alpine uh, because I'm ignorant, culturally ignorant. Um, but the interesting thing about this is, so they're part of a consortium with investment firms, Otro Capital and Redbird Capital Partners. There was actually a piece on the Daily Mail website uh, today. I know it's not as illustrious a publication as the Daily Star, sorry, Andy. Uh, but they're actually saying that Rob and Ryan have not actually put any of their own money into this consortium. So the main attraction for the people who are involved in it is 
Um, Ren it says Reynolds and McElhenney are expected to generate revenues through their storytelling prowess and perhaps a documentary series. So they've clearly seen what they've done with Welcome to Wrexham and thought, we want these guys on board seems to be the, the gist of it, which is very unusual, I, I would argue. Yeah, I um, say there's not enough programmes about Formula One at all, are there? It's really, really uh, struggling for airtime. I, I, I do I do think it's it's what they can bring to North America, and they probably looked at what they've done for, for football in North America and thought, right, if we can do something like that with F1, um, where you know this 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 is really advantageous because it, it could be huge out there, but you know it's still behind IndyCar and and even NASCAR to a certain degree. So I wonder if that's that's the sort of sweet spot they're aiming for there. I think there is another person, another personality involved. Um, is it Michael B. Jordan? Yeah. Um, is part of their investment company as well, which is known as Maximum Effort Investments, which is part of um, Ryan's sort of brand, if you like, isn't it? So. Yeah, it's it's a curious. Are we one. jealous? Are we jealous? Are yeah. we a bit protective about you know we don't want them in other other sports? They just need to do all do all all, all us, don't they? Are we a bit? Nah, it's fine. Not. as long as they're not as long as they're not there all the time and they're not they're not missing. As long as they're not changing the tires in the pit lane, I'm 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 fine <laughs> with it. You know. <laughs> Well, there we go. Moving on then. Uh, the other big news of the week, of course, is uh, the Rex and women's team um, signing semi-professional contracts. Barry, I'd imagine um, as chair of the WST, that's very much something you guys welcome and great day for the club. It, it, uh, delighted. The, the genuine enthusiasm that uh, Rob McElhenney in particular has put into it, I, I think it's great. Also the fact that on the, the champions bus. They went on the men's team bus. They were on the women's team bus. I I, I personally thought that was a, a very nice gesture. Also, London Reds are the sponsors of Amber Lightfoot. I just thought I'd get that advert in first. Again, <laughs> again this season. Again. Excellent. Well, good on good on you. And I'm sure she'll have another fantastic season. But no, it's it's great for the club, right, Andy? Yeah, no, no, definitely. It's I think it's the first time in Wales that they've done this. They said they wanted to do it to get them on semi-professional. Now, you know, the thing is, these girls are going to be going down to South Wales quite a lot, and you can't really do that if you're working a full-time job as well. So to, to take that away from from them, you know, to that sort of fear that you know, how am I going to fit this in with work? And yeah. you know, it, it just really underlines how serious they are about it and, and how far they want to go with it. Yeah, and I know the South Wales Reds, Cochleonzo Cymru, uh, joined by the WhatsApp group um, recently, very excited for the plethora of options they'll have to watch the women next season. So I think there'll be some very well-attended uh, away games um, next year once we sort of get the, our hands on the fixtures. Um, other news this week, the players, of course, have returned to training and the club's uh, social media channels have been... Full of it. Uh, biggest news of the week, I think, are the winners of the bleep tests, who we understand were James Jones initially, which goes with what Dior Angus told us last year, and that he's uh, just incredibly, incredibly fit. Uh, but also Bryce Hosanna, who I think Dior also told us moved like an NFL combine athlete. So uh, it seems that they have uh, carried on where they left off um, last year. But it's but it's good to see players back and players like Hayden looking sharp. Liam. Yeah, Reese. Before we get into this, uh, mm. we need to right behind you on, on what you're lifting. Oh, uh, 
just, just for the for the podcast. Loads is... of weights, like literally, yeah. like, all the weights are being lifted. Yeah, oh, right, no, okay. that's actually a great find. I, I I've been missing a um a uh, what do you call it a rack, and I in the charity shop last week for a tenner, which I was delighted by. Um, so what I've got could a new... possibly go wrong. With <laughs> what could, what shop could possibly go wrong in this flimsy little place? So uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, might be no wall there next week, but um, yeah. But anyway, back to players training. Um, who's who's the strongest? See. Who's the strongest player? Go on. Oh, Bryce is what Dio said, wasn't it? Surprisingly, I'd imagine relative in terms of relative to size, weight ratio, he is pretty strong. Um, Hayden obviously looks strong, surely. Oh, Tunnicliffe, you wouldn't, you wouldn't. Yeah. Battle him. Tell you what, when I when I met Mullin before the um, before the FA Cup final, he, he is a lot bigger than I expected. Very, very broad-shouldered. Wouldn't yeah, want I think to fight him. Tunnicliffe and Mullin are quite wiry, aren't they? So I think they might not be the strongest on paper, but they're the type of ones, you know, great core strength and also just scrappy, not players you want to come up against. Mm. Yeah. I think John Davis was looking uh, quite ripped in that picture of him on Instagram, wasn't he? Um, missed that one. Is it yeah, on your wall already? Well, I've, I've got I've got them all up. You know, all the <laughs> all the pictures up. And also, um, Ryan Reynolds was pictured looking quite ripped today. I must say, alongside uh, Mr. Mullin, although he said yes. he, that Paul made him feel more athletic just by being next to him, which I thought was lovely. Yeah, the 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 nick that Rob and Ryan are in is um, depressing, really, insane. when you consider insane, their age. Yeah, yeah. But it's their jobs, to be fair, so I'm not going to heap too much praise on them. You'll notice no. Paul Mullin never got knocked off the ball last season. You talk about physically strong. Mm. Once he got yeah. the ball, was ne- you've never seen him brushed, brushed aside or bundled yeah. over. When he goes down, it's of his own volition, some would exactly. say. <laughs> I, I couldn't possibly comment. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on, we also had, uh, well, we found out a couple of days ago, was it yesterday, Stock. Uh, our fantastic new uh sponsors, Stoke. Sorry, what the, what are the hell are they called? Stoke, yeah, Stoke Cold Brew, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, just it rolls off the tongue. Um, and they are sponsoring a stand as well, Andy. Yeah, they're doing is it the oh, Liam, help me out on this. The university end, yeah, okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah. What's its Stoke. official name now? Stoke Kairos, so it's the Stoke Kairos, Stoke, Stoke Kairos, and it's the Stoke. End. Yeah. Cold brew. Stoke cold brew coffee stand is the full title. Do you reckon you can get it there, and it will? Will it take less than forty-five minutes to get one? If they do. Well, it's it's not available in the um, UK at the moment. I'm I'm really eager to try it. So I just thought I'd do this cheeky thing that podcasters do. And if you want to send any free samples to us, uh, (laughs) please feel free. Oh, don't wow. become one of those. He's he's nah. he's stopped being a journal for five minutes, and he's he's <laughs> now he wants freebies. He's yeah, <laughs> putting flares up all over the place. But anyway, so they're they're sponsoring the stand as well as the kit. So everyone, it's the Stoke Kairas, and it's the Stoke Coffee Brew End Cold <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah. In other the SC. Uh, Random association of words W-X, there. X <laughs> umlaut uh, ampersand. Uh, anyway, um, more sponsorship news in that which hasn't really been announced, but there was a people noticed that there was a new uh, sponsor on the sleeve, um, which Is that was just a for, training kit. 
Yeah, of the training kit, which was Four Walls Whiskey, which is the always Sunny Cruise whiskey. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. Have you um, some again? whiskey, Andy, at all? Uh, no, I haven't. Again, if anybody wants to send us some 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 whiskey um, <laughs> to have, well, with we know that. we know that Rob listens to this. So I mean, come on, um, we would get never get Barry some as well. Get Barry some as well. You know, we got we've all got to share the wealth. All, all these thirsty <laughs> lads down here in the southeast. You know, good good Wrexham boys. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. Um, right. Well, moving on from well, that hasn't been announced yet, but we're assuming an announcement's coming. And you know, great that there are obviously more companies. Um, Involved sponsoring the club and funding our relentless promotion pursuit. Um, we also had the player of the season results this week. Liam, will you do us the honours of talking us through them? I can see you frantically searching. Yeah, there. Or, I, you, I, I, I've got, I've got, I'm prepared this week. I've got wow. tabs open, so uh, I am nothing if not prepared. Um, so, in in news that will come as a huge shock to everyone, Paul Mullin took the men's player of the season award. Um, also the men's players player of the season award, which I think sometimes you often wonder if the players will choose, you know, someone different so that someone isn't sweeping all the awards, but I guess, I guess it's, you'd, you'd find it very hard to, to argue against giving it to, uh, Mullen, I think there. So we'll, uh, we'll, uh, more than allow that one. Um, men's top goal scorer is Mr. Paul Mullen. You, would you believe it? And young player of the season goes to Sam Dolby, which the more I think about it, I think I'd voted for Ryan Barnett possibly, but the more I think about it, that some of the contributions he made, um, you know, you're talking he, about games where won. we were chasing the game yeah. and he you know, scored a, a couple Older of crucial shot. goals. Mm. Yeah, Aldershot being Older the, the, the key away. one. Mm. Yeah. You know, it, th- those are the sort of goals that have been the real difference makers for us. So I think... It's more than deserved. Plus, he was there for the duration of the season, and you can see how he's developing um, as the months go on. And then moving on to women's player of the season, that's gone to Rosie Hughes, the, the person that Paul Mullin wants to be. <laughs> um, with Amber Lightfoot being women's young player of the season. And I believe she's um, sponsored by a rather illustrious uh, well, the fan. <laughs> <laughs> thanks Liam you're my, you're my friend huh? yeah so you're get, getting your whiskey and um, and putting yeah. in a plug there so yeah I think, don't think there's any surprises in there would we say at all no no I don't no. think so interesting you know that you say you voted for Ryan Barnett I mean it goes to show the impact that he had I think a lot of people will have done the same um, you know only joined us in January of course and uh, it almost immediately became key part of the side and you know when we had someone like Anthony Ford you know to lose him um and it'd be really interesting to see him next year where possibly a bit more time on the ball but he's one of those players that's really exciting going forward isn't he he's always great when he gets the ball at his feet yeah he was uh, was it maidenhead away his debut um he struggled he struggled defensively and I thought oh we might uh we have to do a bit of work with this fella especially because we didn't really have anyone else Bryce was in, injured and obviously 4D wasn't wasn't available um but he learned he learned how to defend uh, I think it helps him that Wrexham at that time were a front foot team um they were always going for for the win they were always going that way rather than that way I think next season there are going to be times where they're going to be defending more because there's a better quality of team. And I think uh, that's where Ryan probably needs to to brush up a little bit. But 
going forward, he's absolutely fantastic. Some of the balls he was putting in for 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 goals last season, fan, you know, brilliant. How the how the hell did Shrewsbury release him? Well, I mean, just look at that Boreham Wood game. You know, when we when we went one 0 down, shell shocked. Who was it taking on his man at the uh, you know attacking straight away and getting a wicked ball in fairly at Lee, but Ryan Barnett and he, he he was doing that all through the second half of the season. So. Looking forward to watching him again next year. Um, that's player of the season results. We've also had some more news about live streaming, um, the packages the club are offering, as well as membership packages. Finally, some long-awaited news on that. Liam, you're our Wrexham Club website correspondent. Can you give us any any more details on that? I'll start with a membership update, just because that's relatively quick there's you've probably seen people on social media asking quite frequently when are we going to know about the membership packages for next season so the club's confirmed that that's going to be available from friday this week which is july the 7th um so it's that all existing members will get the chance to renew their membership for 23 24 um so there's going to be information about the packages including pricing and availability confirmed um ahead of the the on-sale dates will be some point before friday uh, so it'd be interesting to see what happens with the pricing because I, f- I think I'm right in saying that it's gone up twice, hasn't it? It was ten pound. It was free. It was yeah. yeah, it was free, and then it was ten pound, then it was twenty pounds. So um, interesting to see if there's any price increase there. Uh, just like I'm a season ticket holder, I, am I automatically a member? And the the one thing that sort of trips me up about the season ticket is I can't buy any extra tickets, can I? Because I've, the system thinks I've got the ticket for the game. I can't buy any more. Um, do, we, do we think that's a bit of a fault in the system? That almost I need to get my missus to become a member just so we've got a chance of getting getting some uh, uh, above and beyond my season tickets? Um, Technically, you are a, if you are a season ticket holder, you're yeah. automatically a member of the club. And speaking as, as a member of the community uh, board here, you, you, the season ticket holders, have a place on that board as well, because right. because you are members and and season ticket holders. Okay, all right. I'll be honest. I'm a member and not a season ticket holder, and I singularly failed to get any tickets last season in any attempt. I was. I, I think I am uniquely rubbish at doing that. But also, it was genuinely very difficult especially in the second half of the season, it became virtually impossible. Um, however, that's good news um, that, you know, that they will be up for renewal. Um, now, I think before we turn to the matter of the lease, um, mm. we have got our special feature, um, which is called um, Liam Randall's I Like to Move It, Move It. Where's your dance, Liam? You said you would get a dance for this. I was just looking. I was just enjoying the despair on Reese's face. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, hit us with our transfers. Yes, we on. want transfers. It's that time of the week where Liam uh, takes us through his intel that he's got from someone or has made up. Liam, what have you got? So the latest news from the boy Wonder, Wonder Boy, who. I notice he's also giving away, you know, his transfer secrets on Twitter now. So, well, you know, keep keep it a bit quiet, Wonderboy. Um, but he's got some some new intel, which I haven't seen on his Twitter as of yet. Although when I go off, it'll probably be on there. Um, so George Johnston 
is a centre-back from Bolton that we have been rumoured to be interested in this week. According to Wonderboy, the interest is genuine, but Bolton are trying to time down to a new deal and it will take a, quote, record-breaking fee from us to get him. So centre-back is a position where do you think we need do you think we need an, a new starting center back because my thought on it would be you know it's mo- it's more backup that we need in that position necessarily than for the starting player yeah i agree and i mean we we couldn't agree on a starting uh center back <laughs> lineup last week due to the what i would say was the the riches that we have there at the moment uh, of course you know an injury to a key player and that that changes stuff a little bit but yeah, not not on my not top of my wish list. I must admit, no mine. Um, just looking at him now, he's five foot. He's five foot eleven. Um, he came through the Liverpool Youth Academy, but then went to Feyenoord and has been at Feyenoord, Spent a couple of years at Feyenoord. Um, he's representing Scotland at under twenty one level. I, I just think um, is he a centre half if he's if he's that. That big, that seems a bit small on the small side. Is he? Is he someone who can play across across the back, Liam? Um, I'm not. I think he's played predominantly as centre back for Bolton. It's been described as something of this season. You know, despite his age of 24, has been described as something of a, a breakout season for him. Really, so it strikes me as one of those who's perhaps it's taken a, a while for his career to get kick started, despite the fact that you know he's been at Liverpool in his youth. Um, spent some time at Feyenoord, so you know, yeah. I, I it's, it's one of those, isn't it? You know, with height. I mean, look at me. I'm I'm diminutive and small, but I'm also fierce, yeah. I'm, I'm, so. I'm yeah. I'm not going to play you at centre off. I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> with you. Um, yeah, I don't blame you. There. More wide ranging question: uh, uh, Is any of us worried that we we haven't made a signing yet? Barry is is nope. not no? at all, not at all. I'm sure there will be signings. Um, I like yourselves. I don't think that centre half is our number one priority, to be honest. I think we've we've a plethora of riches. Assuming that everyone's fit, um, I, I I can't see that as being the we must have someone there. Not mm. at all. Yeah, I guess uh, my thought on it would would be that would I be worried if we went into the new season with the same team that you know ended the last one and actually I, I would you know I'd back them in in league two you know if we can get some quality signings in of course I would like some but you know it's it would I fear going into league two with the with the squad that we've got no not particularly you know you talk about areas like midfield that need improving but again if we yeah, I know do they been really need improving or do we just do, I mean is there I, any part of that squad that needs improving I think it's more a case of we, we've now got, as well as an embarrassment of riches of players, we've got more money to spend. So people naturally, when a transfer window comes up, I think that there's an expectation, isn't there, that we will yeah. sign someone. But I think from Parkinson's perspective, you know, he's he's all of his transfer windows have been pretty decent. I think the the good signings outweigh the bad. So I, I'm entirely happy to leave it in his hands in terms of you know who he wants to bring in, and if if he finds the right person, then fair enough. But I'm not going to panic at the same time if we don't don't yeah. make any. We've also got the January window. Don't forget that. 
Yeah, and if we see what Stockport did last season, they, they yeah. did wholesale changes and, and it absolutely derailed them for a bit. Liam, you're starting to become a major part of this podcast. Keep keep up the good uh, <laughs> keep up the good insight. Gone from being a junior partner. Reese, are you worried? Um, no, I'm not worried. I think um, I, I think this is possibly where for any people rival fans sad enough to listen to this podcast they can clip it up later but I think we're comfortably a top seven league two team already um I see absolutely no reason why we, we are not playoffs virtually should be anyway with the squad and the team that we have um I think to guarantee top three um there's it would be great and I think we would possibly need one or two statement sign-ins I'm thinking particularly back up to Friday. Mullin um yeah. I'm thinking as well possibly left wing back um, yeah. you know, I, I would rather not have the situation where September the 1st, Mendy does his hamstring and is out for two months and we've got McFadden and nothing else to back him up. Um, so those were, and I know, but then as well, the reason I'm not worried is because, you know, Parky said all along that they are going, and we understand that, you know, the club is going for players who are not on uh, the release list and they are players that are currently under contract and are wanted by their clubs and possibly other ones. So it's going to be, it's going to be August, right? Before we yeah. start seeing these players. Okay. Yeah. I, well, well put. Thank you very much. Um, so maybe we all have to just shut up and not talk about transfers for another four weeks. Um, no, no. Liam, it's whole, it's Liam's whole reason to exist. <laughs> Liam lives for this. <laughs> okay. Um, right. Um, we are now going to move on to talk about um, the lease of the racecourse ground. Andy, why don't you take us through this discussion with our esteemed guest? Right, Barry, this is what I think I know. Uh, and and you tell me if, this, <laughs> if I'm wildly off here. So WST sells the club to, to Ryan and Rob and the holding company. Um, it doesn't sell a lease. It retains that because I don't actually think that Ryan and Rob had had the ground at that point. Um, um, mm -hmm. So what's happening now is they're looking to redevelop. They want to build the cop stadium. They want the lease because they don't want to put a, a, a cop up. And, you know, they it's a 92 year lease, I think, isn't it? Isn't it, Barry? Or which we, we which, the trust of a 92 year lease. Right. The which football sounds, club. Only, ha only has a 22-year lease right, from the okay. Supporters' Trust. But let me reassure everybody, we are not going to throw the club off the race course. We are the people who fought tooth and nail to get the club stayed at the race course. Yeah. So we're in a stage now where Sean and the board want to buy the lease off you. Um, they want to put the cop up. It hasn't started yet. I, I don't know if the fact that they haven't had the leases has meant that they haven't started the work. I don't know if there's things on going on in the background about trying to get contractors and stuff like that. I wonder if it's, uh, I, I wonder if, <coughs> if, the, if that might not be linked. So we're in a stage now where they're negotiating to buy the lease off you, but you guys, you know, we, as you said, we fought for this. We, 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 we stopped Hamilton building a B and Q. It was always a bloody B and Q, wasn't it? Uh, I... Whether it was or not, doesn't matter. He just, <laughs> Vacant possession of the race course. Yeah. That and, was Alex you know, Hamilton's one plan. And so we're in a stage now where, where you guys, you, you just want to make sure that football will will remain at, at the race course. So if you do sell a lease, there has to be something in law to to say that that will be, that will be 
going ahead. Is that more or less more or less it, Barry? Yeah, that's that, as an outline. Exactly. The reason it's taken so long is because after the club was sold to uh, Robin Ryan, eight members of the trust resigned because they'd done their job, done everything. We weren't quarate. I we didn't have enough members on the board. So it wasn't until July 2022 when uh, I joined the board and was subsequently voted as chairman that we actually became quarate and actually could do um, any, any negotiations with the club. We then had to wait until October for the Financial Conduct Authority to give us the approval to do what we were doing. Because the, it, it, to simplify it, if we, we've only got one asset, and that's the lease. If we give the lease away for a pound, for argument's sake, that's as bad as Hamilton selling the £6.5 million racecourse to himself for a pound. And we, the board, would be personally liable for that. So we couldn't we couldn't enter into any discussions with the club until that we got clarification on that. For the past four months, uh, we've engaged. I'm delighted to say some some extremely uh, professional Wrexham fans, Andrew Edge at uh, Taylor Wesson down down here in in London, as a shareholder and a lifelong fan. Um, he's a partner, Taylor Wesson, and. Uh, a Middlesbrough fan called Matthew Swainton, who's done the Brentford deal, he's done the Chelsea pitch owners, he's done Cardiff City, um, all of that sort of stuff. And they've been doing doing this work pro bono, I no charge. We've also had Hugh Davis, who's the chairman of Crossways Development, um, and and his and his pals at Mishkondorea giving us free advice. I don't need to tell you, boys, how much that would... That we couldn't afford this as the trust. So the, the situation where we are at the four months is Wrexham have put forward a proposal to us. We, we're, we're both on the same side. We want the best results. But it's got to go to uh, King's Council just to make sure that the trust are not in a worse position when they change the new structure than we are today. And Rob and Ryan are 100% with that. In fact, they're paying our legal costs for oh, that. Oh, wow. Right, okay. And, and, and they are five figures. Hmm. That's all I can tell you. So there's, there's, no, there's no issue, issue about that. Um, so once we get King's Council review as to these, these are the options, um, we will then put the proposal to, to a full member's vote. And hopefully, um, if, if we, I, I see no reason why we can't recommend it, we'll recommend to the trust members. We currently have 806 members of the trust and we're up from 6,599. One thing that, that struck me this time was 79 of those members are based in the United States. Tenor in Canada, Thomas, who, who you know well from Norway, yeah. him and his yeah, seven yeah. sons, and and, uh, and and elsewhere. So we, we've become we've changed from being 100% UK based 
to international over 10 percent from from the us yeah so, so i should should say things in terms of us dollars as well i suppose <laughs> so that's where where we are uh i expect king's council in the next few weeks but who knows it, it's it's one of those things um we yeah that it, it's it's an amicable but complex yeah, complex it's it, it, it some of this i i i've sat in on on some of these meetings with um the, the club solicitors at walker morris uh, they're based in in leeds and obviously they refer back to, to the us and it's just totally over my head i'm 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 a i'm an engineer i know nothing about the law but mm. um uh hats off to um to, to our team and, and and Steve Davis as well, another Wrexham, another Wrexham fan, no relation, who's done fantastic work. He's ex ex Tarmac people director. All these people are giving right. their time for nothing for us. Mm. All right. And in terms of the um, sorry, just in terms of the reason for the club wanting the lease, I know it, people a lot of people have speculated on it. Have they given you know a sort of clear answer as to why they need it? Because I think in the original terms of the sale, the lease agreement was very much. A part of it so why is it now that they need need that um removing essentially a, a good point last monday at my squin hall which is the annual general meeting of the trust i read out a statement which had been approved by our our lawyers and i'd just like to read one quick quick paragraph so that i get it absolutely right we understand that our owner's motive for removing the lease is to facilitate raising finance for major ground improvements and redevelopments the trust will obviously not stand in their way as long as the club's long-term future at the racecourse Kairas is insured. That's 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 how it's been explained to, to, to our legal side. Right. There's some serious developments that, that Rob and Ryan want to do. Yeah, so it's, it's not just the cop; it's other stuff. It's, no, it's it's just interesting because I don't feel like, from my perspective, you know, there was that statement where the club was saying. You know, that they want the lease to be surrendered but I, I was quite interested in the in the you know in the why of it I mean the one thing a lot of people on social media are saying oh you know well Rob and Ryan aren't um you know Jeff Moss and Ian Roberts but I don't think that's what the trust are trying to try and say really you're not trying to say that they're you know some big bad property all. developers we have a hundred percent belief in Rob and Ryan the issue is and hopefully this is many years to come Rob and Ryan will sell the club one day. I hope it's not for 20 years, 30, whatever. But what we don't want is Hamilton 2. Because Rob and Ryan own the, the football club. They've bought the freehold from the university. And there's the lease. Now, the Americans, listeners to this, will have no concept of what I'm on about. You either own the place or you don't. In the UK, you can own the ground, but you can have a lease on the ground. And it's unique to us. It's archaic, I know. But that's that's where we are. Barry, I'm selling yeah. a house at the moment, a flat in Clandidno. And this is this is the pain of my life at the moment, oh, trying the to lease. sort out the lease. Yeah. It's it's it it it's an archaic structure, but we are where we are. And um it, it it's difficult for Americans to to wrap their head around this. Hmm. Oh, don't we own it? No, you don't. Um, Barry, when you say Hamilton Mark II, what can you put in place to, to, to stop that? What are you looking to, to put within the surrender of the lease or, 
or, or, or the transfer? Or the, or the, 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 the change to it. Yeah. Without going into the, the details, which obviously are between uh, the legal teams, um, the, the club wants to do a, a, a certain way. And we've said, ooh, can we, can we do it this way? And so that we, it, what we don't want to do is, is get a deal and then five years later, someone says, do you know what? You've got no security on this. Or the reverse of that is that Robin Ryan, you know, a, a, yeah. a tied to it. So the idea of having King's Council um, to, to, um, to give us a judgment or a, or a view, I should say, is that we can then both sides go forward and say, yeah, we're fairly confident. It's, it's a good deal for both sides. Because we're not we're not adversarial in this um, process. I I would like to emphasise that. Obviously, Rob and Ryan are, are coming from one one angle and we're coming from another. But we all want the best for the club. Yeah. We just want to make sure it goes right, and it may not be proceeding as quickly as 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 Sean Harvey and those would like. But that's that. Unfortunately, is the the British legal system. Harry, you've given us an insight there into the archaic system and obviously um, Andy's finding that now, trying to sort of wrap up his property empire. Um, but I'm just wondering, you know, a lot of the criticism is why has this taken so long? You know, the, um, you know, what, what's the response to that? Well, as I said, we went core till last July. We were waiting for the Financial Conduct Authority to give us the, the OK if we, if we sold the lease till, till October. It just takes... A, a long time. Mm. Um, the club's owners are busy people. Um, lawyers don't move as quickly as you'd like. No, I know that. Bloody know uh, that. <laughs> and also, it took us a, a, it took us about three months for me to to make sure we got the right people on our team. Yeah. To be honest, we we I believe we've got a, a, an extremely uh, professional and strong team. Barry, can I just play devil's advocate on this? Um, you know, Robin Ryan have got some some um, big plans for 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 the cop uh, and for the ground as, as it yes. as a whole. There is a finite amount of space there. If this club kicks off into the next the next stratosphere, and you can't build a forty thousand seater stadium there, and they did want to move, would it be that? what you were asking from the lease would mean that the club couldn't move there or would there be any sort of any sort of wriggle room there yeah the legal word wriggle room uh, <laughs> it's, it, it, there is a provision for the club to move within the borough or Wrexham the Wrexham borough that's that's there already and uh, Rob and Ryan when they took over the club or, or, or bought the club um, made that that commitment, the club, the club would not or can't move um, the ground outside outside the racecourse. They could, of course, tomorrow move the club to Miami. Mm. I'm not suggesting that they are. Well, you've thrown a curveball in there, Barry. Bloody hell! <laughs> no, no, legally we, we can't we can't stop we, we, in the same way that Wimbledon couldn't stop their owners moving to yeah. Milton Keynes. I'm not suggesting for one minute that they're even contemplating doing that. No, I know what you mean. I mean, yeah, but but, but in terms of a ground, uh, if there is a new new racecourse, it it will be in Wrexham. And to be clear, you're not concerned about Rob and Ryan. 
you're Correct. concerned about what's coming next. Is that right? Yeah, I, I, that may be 20, 30 years. Mm. But what, what, we, what we have got to do as a trust is to in, ensure that Wrexham stays in Wrexham. And I know it might, be, it, might, it might be difficult to answer this, but because of the ongoing discussions, but what is the solution, do you think? What is the conclusion that you would like to make as a trust? Where do you want to get to? I'd like to secure the race course as the home of Wrexham Football Club for as long as as long as it is possible. There is not um, this isn't about the money, by the way. It's, the value of the lease that's that's not that's not that's not an issue between us and the club. I'd like to emphasise that. It's, um, we we can park that to one side. We're not holding out for loads of money. Even though people said, "Why have you got all this money?" Well, the trust have, but we owe the community shareholders £101,000, $126,000. We've got that money. This, this formed part of when we raised £187,000 a few years back for community shares and people bought their money. And I'd just like to say, if you are a community shareholder, please get in touch with our treasurer because we've got the money to give it you back. And Rob and Ryan don't need your £1,000, your $1,500. They don't. So, but we have to have that. So when people say, God, you've got loads of money. No, we haven't. Right. But forgive, forgive me if I'm wrong about this now and I've misunderstood, but from what it seems to me, what you want guarantees over is fundamentally at odds with what the club wants no, now. No, it's it's not at it's odds. Not. What it is, it's oh, it's quite a complex mm. um, property law solution. Okay. The way we're we the trust and our legal advice, the advice we've got from our legal advisors who've done this thing before, and the way it's coming from. Uh, the, the club are slightly different. And what we want is King's Council that says, this is this is the definitive answer. And whatever that is, that will be the, the solution. I can't tell you any more than that because I don't understand it. It's... <laughs> Beautifully put. Um, don't. And I, know, I mean, I know there'll be more questions on this. People will, you know, people will will hammer you on social media saying, give Rob and Ryan what they, what they want. Um, I mean, they've done so much for us. But I think one thing that's fundamental for all Wrexham fans is we've been burnt before and we have to have a careful eye on what's happening and we can't just give up our, 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 prime, our prime assets. Um, and, Legally, you know, we can't. Legally, we can't just give it away. That is not, giving away is not an option. As I said, we're not, we're not falling out over over money on this. This is merely the the way it's the way it's set up. Yeah, it would be negligent of us. Yeah, yeah. As fans, we've gone through this before. It'd be negligent of us to to simply simply surrender something like this. Exactly. And also, we then have to we the board have to sell it to our eight hundred and six mm. members of the trust. Um, because it's not so, it's, it's not up to me, it's up to the members. In the same way that we voted to, to, to sell the club to Rob and Ryan, it's not the board, it, it is the members who will decide what happens. Um, 
I know Liam's got some questions on this, but what's the future of the trust then? I mean, obviously, it was such a big part of uh, of Wrexham's uh, recent history. Uh, you know, you say we got 800 members. Well, I would imagine there was three or four times that. Yeah, yeah, t t t well over 2,000 at one, at one point, 3,000. Um, obviously, the the main uh, purpose of the trust was, was, was running the club. And um, last year, the big highlight was selling off the cop barriers. So we raised £41,000. Took four hours to cut one of those barriers down. Well over 115 of them. AEC Engineering provided all that work for nothing. And so we raised, we raised a, a lot of money, thanks, you know, thanks, uh, thanks to them. We have some money and we have um, obligations because we, 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 can't, we don't pay dividends. We don't pay salaries we don't even pay expenses so when i come to wrexham for the agm i'm paying for that happy to do so so no one's no one is on the board of the trust for um, financial benefit that's for sure um so um so we it's a fair point we, we do need to um reassess what we're doing but it's the charitable side of things of the community uh and whatever um, we have no, we will have no debt, even if everybody uh, tomorrow after hearing this thing, great, I'll have my, um, I'll have my community shares back. Um, we, we, we've the money to cover that because we, we, we've no use to it for, for it. And of course, Rob and Ryan, they're not that, that desperate for, I've took my thousand pound back out. So, um, and I, I urge everybody else who's a man member to do to do so um just in terms of the the future direction of things you know you've got a certain percentage of the fan base now who say you know i'm not interested in all that sort of political side of things now that we're doing well on the pitch and that's fair enough you know it's not necessarily for everyone but full disclosure i'm a wst member and one thing that i'd really like to see is just the trust become a, vo a real voice for the fans again just in terms of you know, decisions that affect people, things like, you know, price increases at the club. I'd like to see the trust try and have some, you, know, you, you can't exactly make any decisions on it now that we're not um, any longer in control, but just trying to have a voice for people at perhaps, because there's been a few occasions recently where I've thought, say for something like season tickets, most people aren't bothered about price increases. Yeah, that's great. I'm not bothered about that. Um, but there's, there is a certain percentage of people where I think we need to try and keep things, you know, affordable for. How does the trust become almost like a critical friend? You know, not necessarily criticising every decision, but just trying to make sure that the fan's voice is really, really heard by the the, the now board. The, the, the club set up the community board, which the trust of, of two seats, Matt Davis, um, is is one and, and I'm the other. Um, obviously, Pete Jones uh, represents um, at Shropshire Reds for those who, who don't know, and and, and Paul Jones of uh, Gorsel Reds uh, is on the the, the, the the supporters side, and and they also uh, look after the supporters federation, which has all the Reds groups or whatever you want to want to call yourselves. All we can do is to lobby. On behalf of our members, the, um, the things that we th we think are important. But this is where we need um, our 
of membership to engage with us, to tell us what you want. One of the things we've had to do in the last year, we've had to have a new membership scheme, for example, all the software, because we used, it was our software, which we gave to the club um, as part of the, uh, gave, sold to the club as part of the, 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 the takeover. But of course, that meant we, we had to have new software. So you've had a new membership card, if you're a member of the trust. Um, and and that, that's taken uh, some time because until we found out or, or confirmed who's actually members and how they renew and, and, and stuff, it was, it was difficult for us to go forward. And I, I, and I agree, we, we, it's taken us a, a little while to, to, um, to, to readjust to our new role is, 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 the, is the best way uh, to say it. We've got uh, one or two things about the website that we need, that we need to improve. Uh, but we've now got uh, software in place where we can ask the members questions. We can get votes and polls. And so that we, we, encu we encourage that. Somebody like the AGM, you know, it was it was an, an open meeting at my squin. So anyone who wanted to come, was able to come, came along. Is that the best way for people to engage that and, you know, say someone like me, for instance, who's quite interested in that side of thing, what, what's the best way to in, engage with yourselves? Well, to put it bluntly, just come along and, and talk to us. Everybody who's on, who's on who, who, there are six of us on the board. Um, you know, we, we're, um, we're quite well known. We've got um, the website, we've got um, email addresses. We, we want to hear from our, from, from our members because we are, we are nothing without the members. We're nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's less of a question more than um, my observation is. So the, the way I look at it is, you know, the new ownership's just given me probably the best season I can remember following Wrexham. So I'm very, you know, very happy with how things are going. But just one thing I would never like to lose sight of is, you know, where the clubs come from and its history. So that's why I think for me, engaging in processes like, you know, supporters, trust is an important thing for people really. And and why is why I re-signed up um, a few months ago. Great. Uh, All I can say is I've been following this, this club since 1965, 66. My dad took me along. My dad was secretary of the sports association. I went to school next door to the ground. As long as I'm chairman, uh, the best interest of, of the club will go forward. Got to disagree with you about the best season ever, 1977-78. We went to the. I wish I'd been there. Yeah. Sorry. Wish I'd been there. I saw every I game that what. season. I was yeah, going. I saw. I try and catch any footage of it that I, that's available on YouTube. I, ju I just don't think it'll be the same as uh, watching them in the flesh, though. That's probably that's got to be one of our best teams, isn't it? But... Oh, when you've got Welsh internationals in the in the team, the date, and I really hope Paul Muller gets to become a Welsh international. It's only then that you can say, Do you know, what? our players like Gareth Davis, who played in the Championship, a level Division Two as it was then played for Wales, you know, that's how, that's how good these people were. They were sent to back for Wales. Great. Yeah, I think uh, Brian Flynn's idea was to drive Paul down there himself, uh, as, yeah. he with, uh, as he did with Andy Marriott. Uh, quite, I quite liked that idea. Yes. 
<laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I listened to that. Very good. Very good. Bar Barry, last question on it for me. Um, uh, I, forgive me if I missed it, but uh, time scale, you know, what kind of time scale are we looking, looking at, do you think? We are hoping to put a vote to all the members later in the summer about the new the new deal. Uh, I, I can't call it the new lease because it, it, technically it might not be that, but it might be. I've I'm not being obtuse. What is, as I said, I don't understand it. But but I know that when it when it does come, it will be it will be explained to everyone, and it will be a full vote before the end of the summer. Uh, last one from me. Uh, do you think they'll start work on the COP and, um, before they get this lease sorted? I genuinely don't know. Mm, okay. I genuinely yeah. don't know. Um, no, fair enough. Yeah. I'm not, right. I'm, I'm not party to that. No, that's fair enough. Barry, thank you so much for coming on. But before we go, Philadelphia, me and you are both going to be there, aren't we? London um, Reds will be there. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be selling fanzines. I'm going to be there for the North Carolina game and I'm going to be there for Philadelphia. So come and find me. I'll be outside the ground. Um, there'll be five bucks a pop. Um, and yeah, you can get issues two, three, four, five and six. Uh, not three, we've sold out. Uh, but yeah, come, come and find me. And yeah, we'll be about in Philadelphia. So yeah, come and come and have a drink with us. I certainly will. And I, 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 as it's advert time, it's the London Reds annual general meeting on Wednesday, on Wednesday the 12th of July in the London Welsh Centre on Grazing Road. Wrexham Lager is sold on draft and in bottle. <laughs> Thanks, chaps. Thank you for, for allowing me the time to come and explain. Oh, no, 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 no. Thanks for coming on, mate. Thanks for coming on. Much right. appreciated. And and Andy, I was a little bit sick in my mouth when you said bucks then. Um, uh, okay. Did you see again. his 10 gallon hat in the background that he was getting ready to put on? I, 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 what are those ties called with the two sort of. Uh, um, <laughs> I think there's a, there's a word for them. Anyway, I like, I like. Bootlace ties, they're called. Oh, right, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Bootlace right, ones. Yes. Please, Absolutely. please wear them with a black shirt. Please. And a black yeah. cowboy hat. Okay. Mission I want a picture of you. And a picture of you in North Carolina selling fanzines in a black shirt, bootlace tie, black cowboy hat. Okay. Mission accomplished. I um, won't be seeing you in Philadelphia <laughs> if you dress like that. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's... And, uh, and lastly, Barry, as well, commiserations on our promotion last season because you will no longer have a game on your doorstep because you live in Bromley, right? I It was the first time I could walk to the match in uh, years and years. So I'm not going to walk to Gillingham or Wimbledon for that matter. So. No one wants to be doing that. No one no. wants to be doing that. No. I certainly don't. But thanks, boys. Uh, thank you very yes. much for your time, Barry. Take care. Um, right. I should say as well for um, listeners that last week we promised uh, another special two-parter um, that will be now coming next week uh, so please look out for that in the meantime uh, you can email it in fearlessidzine uh, at gmail.com or twitter instagram I thought it was i thought it was vidzine at gmail.com yes it is that's the twitter isn't it fidzine uh, fidzine at gmail.com um so yeah please do contact us that way um but until next time, is there any 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 other business chance or are we saying goodbye? I think we're saying goodbye.
We're saying goodbye, everyone. We'll have to leave our midfield picks till next week, chaps. Oh yeah, let's wait for Tim. Well, to we need, back. we need, yeah, we need Tim. We've got time. We need to Tim. Get it, it, it's not, it's not goodbye. It's au revoir. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what does, what, what does that mean in English, Andy? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, is it till more... next time? Till next time, isn't that Abianto yeah. though? Oh, okay. Can we just stop this? Because that... um, I, I, I got it's an not e goodbye. It's Abianto. It's goodbye. Oh, I'll be the same. I'll be the same. All right. Okay. Bye-bye.